0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to a new episode of the Care and Support Podcast. Today, we are very happy to have a great guest with us um, who has an amazing family story and a lot of knowledge about what it is to be a family caregiver. Uh, With us, Mike George, welcome.
1: Happy to be here. Thanks.
0: And of course, my partner, (laughs) the one and only James Smith, uh, who is with us today.
2: So, Mike, glad you could make it to this. I know you got a lot on your plate. Uh, and, you know, it's for us, Caring Support, I always tell people, is a platform where, yes, does the job match up thing really well. But I always tell everybody the name Caring Support means how are we show how much we care and support our the healthcare community. And I can't think of anybody more awesome in this regard than you. Yeah. Um, so I wondered, Mike, maybe you could do a little, just a brief introduction about yourself for our... Uh, you know our audience please
1: sure so um i guess i'd start with uh this company that we started seven years ago called soaring families and we my wife and i um co-founded it really to help family caregivers um, deal with the the complexity of of, of a health issue or disability uh, i have we have three adult children one of them is Ben. he will turn 30 this year, and he was born with complex care needs from day one. And we've been in the family caregiver role, Um, although I don't refer to myself as a family caregiver. I'm his dad. But nevertheless, we do all the things that a caregiver would do, and we've been doing that for the last three decades. Uh, And one of the things we wanted to uh, help other families with, uh, not just if you have an adult child or or a young child but if you have an aging parent and really to help people figure out how do you make home care work how do you um, make that so that it's a it's an amazing experience for everybody and that's really what we've what we've done over the last few years is taking all the lessons and all the things that ben has taught us and all the uh, things that work for us to have developed a team approach Um, and we will want to share that with as many people as we can.
2: Yeah, that's really great. You know what I love about this too, Mike? say, I, I mean, you're a great human being. And I, I, I think that I always tell people that, you know, through all the challenges that we have in life and the things that we've, we've done and everything, it's like, how do I, you know, I've learned a lot, right? Like everyone learns from these lessons and then they apply them in their lives. And I say, well, the next natural extension is, is to think, well, by the lessons I've learned, how do I use them to help other people? And you have so doing that, which is amazing. Um, it really is. And so, you know, people often might read a book and think they're an expert or they might, you know what I mean, do do a few things and then they're they're speaking as a, a, pers- a position of authority. Well, you've lived this and three decades, man.
1: That's a long like, time, isn't
2: it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But, you know, like I said, with the video before, when you we were talking before the, the podcast, that video really resonated with me. It, it touched my heart. It was so beautiful. And I thought that's that's what family's about. That's that's what love and care is about. And so got some questions for you. Sure. So what's the biggest lesson you've learned in your journey with Ben and and uh, that you would like to share?
1: I, I would say the, the biggest thing is that None of us can do this alone, nor should we. Right. Uh, there, there's a, you know, obviously, and if you have a, a child like we did, uh, you have this innate obligation that, well, they're my child. It's up to me to to figure this out and to do the right things, uh, which is true. Uh, but the the extra levels of complexity and and care that are required, um, you can only do it on your own for so long, and. What we found is that there's strength in, in teams and having a sort of an interdependence with others. Other people have different ideas and different ways of doing things, and uh, you actually produce a far better result and everybody is uh, better off in in the process. So I would say that, that it's not, you know, don't think you have to go through this alone forever. um, And you probably shouldn't do that.
2: Yeah, you got to think what what it would do to you as a person. Yeah. Yeah. Well,
1: you know, one of the things just to on that is, you know, we we did everything on our own. We it was up to us. We did the advocating. We, you know, tried to make everything work all the time. Um, And what I didn't realize is that it was taking a a physical toll on me. and by the time I figured it out, it was it was a doctor telling me that I had cancer, and all the stress and the and the weight of the world that I put on me was actually, you know, to make Ben's life better was actually, you know, killing me, and it was some it was a a, a, a ridiculous wake up call, something that I wouldn't want anyone else to go through, and it was kind of at that point where you realize that you have you cannot do it all on your own, and should find a way to to bring in the support and uh figure out a way through it
2: yeah wow that's amazing are you doing okay now mike
1: oh yes i'm uh uh i guess it'll be 15 years this year since my diagnosis so i yeah i oh. uh, i don't think about it much anymore although it's uh you know it is there still a little bit
2: yeah well i uh, i lost a brother to cancer And I'm sure a lot of it with his life uh, was stress. And uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. we're only beginning to understand some of these things. So you know, good on you that you, you know, we always look back at in hindsight and say, "Geez, I wish I did this earlier. I asked for help earlier. I asked to," because I think a lot of times with healthcare that happens is we have to be our own advocate. We have to constantly fight for one. Otherwise, things might fall between the cracks. And these are things we have to improve in healthcare. Absolutely. Um, Yeah, but, you know, the fact that you 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 did this because, first of all, you love your son, of course. But, you know, so, you know, with that, I know that you started creating these these programs to help people. and So it kind of leads to my next question, which is, you know, what are the main tools that caregivers need to have when it comes to, you know, the care of a loved one?
1: So I I guess it would start with um, figuring out what what What's the best home care situation for you? What does that look like? And then start to build around that. And really, to make home care work for 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 anybody, uh, it comes down to first finding the right person. And when I mean the right person, I mean outside caregiving help to bring somebody in. Um, and for that might mean only you know an hour or two a day. It might mean round the clock care. Right. It, it all really depends on your needs. And that's kind of the first, as I say, first thing you want to figure out. How do you make this work so that you can have a life you can? You're not, you know, driving yourself into the ground as the family caregiver, the primary one. Um, so finding the right person is, is key. And, and I know that you know, with what you guys do, sort of doing that matching is really, really important. Um, and it, it can go a long way um, than sort of a manual search of of people the second thing around that people need is to know that um, their home needs to be organized it needs to be set up in such a way so that the care flows easily Um, and the, the different dynamic that we've learned is that the caregiver coming into your home your home becomes their workplace so that's a unique situation and how you make that work for everybody is important so getting yourself set up and organized and you know, determining how we do things around here will make your life and your caregiver's life so much easier, and obviously your loved ones. And, and then the the third part of it really, and this is kind of what we focus on in, in a lot of our coaching, is developing a respectful relationship with everybody. You know, people, people are people. People come in and they have, you know, they have their own personal lives. They have things that are that are bothering them and how do you keep them bringing their best every day uh because if they're bringing their best then the whole situation is going to be you know a, a much better experience for everybody so those three pieces together are really the tools that people need to have in order to make uh this all kind of flow nicely
2: yeah that's really good it, it, you know all three of those points were excellent i it, the one that kind of intrigued me too is about having your place organized for ease of, of, you know, being able to care. And I'm like, wow, okay, that totally makes sense. But this is what we all go through is half the time when we get all frazzled and we're we're so stressed out is all of a sudden when you realize, do you know, if I just organized this better, we'd probably expedite the process, right? And we do this with the simple things in life. But I can only imagine that this would be amplified in your situation because you're going through so much. And then suddenly you're going, how do I do this smarter? So I have to hopefully work as hard because there's so much so. um, The next question is, you know, as it relates to Ben, you know, you've told us, uh, you know, the lessons you learned in your journey. But what I'd love to know is maybe from the flip side is what is maybe some of the most important aspects or things that you learned from your own son?
1: Great question. I guess the first thing that comes to mind is is to never take no for an answer. Um, I can't tell you how many times um, people have told us, you know, he has no potential to do this, that or the other thing. Um, and it, you know, in, in a way they're right. Um, but if you what it comes down to really is if you provide people enough support and the right supports, they can accomplish pretty much anything and um so that was kind of the first part is that um even if, when someone said no he can't do that he'll never go to school he'll never do this that or the other thing uh we we don't believe anybody anymore it's just okay well how do we make it work if that's important and it's you know obviously brains uh, Ben's not going to be a brain surgeon but you know so what there's lots of other things that that you could do right um And I I guess the second thing is that everybody has hopes and dreams and never to diminish those. This, regardless of whether they can express them in in a way that you can understand. Um, that's something that we've always, I I, I guess in, in, in early days, we just assumed Ben should follow the normative pathways of life like his siblings would. And so we assumed that, as a you know with a five year old, a ten year old, and fifteen year old, he would have the same hopes and dreams as everybody else in that in that age bracket. So trying to um, you know see beyond the physical and maybe the 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 lack of ability to communicate uh, was something that he has taught us that we live. that's how we live our lives every day.,
2: wow, that was beautifully said by the way. i uh, I can tell you. When I watched the video and you were talking about this kind of thing, and then all of a sudden, you know, the right people come into your life and they bring the the right technology tools and they think stuff. So he could articulate himself. He could be engaged with things that and 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 you know, and you're learning all the time about wow, you know. And then when he graduated, like I, I was crying and I was like, I'd be the proudest parent in the world right now. Um, and you knew that you helped him get there, but the fact that he did that. But so many might have thought, oh, you know, this is what's going to happen or this is what you'll get out of this, which is a shame that people even talk this way. But a lot of times that's what happened because that's how the system, if we can use that term, has kind of treated many people that that weren't just so, let's say, easy to deal with. And so, you know, I think it's amazing. And, and just the very fact that he was able to accomplish all these things is is truly incredible it really is um, it, it,
1: yeah uh, i mean as i said it was it was us coming to the realization that if we gave him the right support that and really a a, a therapist of his said this to us years ago that if we know how to teach ben he knows how to learn so it's yeah. our it's on us to figure that out it's it's not if he's not learning it's not because he can't so if you find the if you, if you have that mindset and paradigm it changes everything on how you
2: yeah, and
1: that's, and it, it takes a lot of people. It takes an inclusive community. It takes many things in place to make it happen, but it happens and it can happen. Yeah.
2: That's awesome. It really is. Um, so to switch up a little bit, and because of the, all this the stuff you're doing, and I know that this is probably hard to encapsulate in something simple because you created a whole program to help people with finding the right caregivers and how to do all of this. So I'm trying to think that maybe you somehow could sort of concisely state as to when asked like when you're looking to hire a caregiver what are what are the key aspects the the salient points that need to be taken into consideration from your point of view um well
1: I think I guess one of the things is what what is it that you want this person to do um, right. first and foremost like what's the purpose of bringing this person into your home um and, you know, it, it's it's as simple as what are the, are they daily care activities? Are they companionship? Are they medical needs? You know, have that clear. And it may be all of the above. It may be just part of that. So, you know, understanding the why of what this person will do. Um, and then understanding um, how good of a, you know, what type of person, if I can use that, what sort of attributes, what characteristics do they have? Um, what will fit within your life and your home? Um, you know, I often say that just because Sally's an RN doesn't mean Sally's going to fit into my home. She might be completely technically competent and excellent at doing a bunch of things, but there's there's that culture fit that doesn't happen. Right. And so those are the two things that I would say. In order for you to find the right person, um, it's all about sort of the, the the technical skills and the character
2: and the the fit that way. Yeah. Very good. Um, it's interesting because I know with everything you've created, it really helps people understand how to do these things properly. And, and so I hope I wasn't asking too much for you to come up with. How do no. I don't no. like in it's like yeah. matter. Uh, so, uh, speaking of which, so tell it, tell us about soaring families in the sense of, you know, I get that you've lived this three decades of, of being a true caregiver, you get it. Uh, but, You know, what made you? Was it because of the the problems you encountered? But what what was it that made soaring families come to exist?
1: So it would have started a number of years ago. I guess when we're, you know, as a as a young parent with finding that your child isn't going to be okay and all these problems, you just want someone to tell you that it will be okay. Um, You want all the answers to your questions, which Mm -hmm. don't be there. Sometimes there aren't answers and so it started out before that if someone if we could the the first the first things we would we longed for was interaction with other parents in similar situations to learn from them maybe who were farther down the path and you know we've in the 90s when Ben was born you didn't have Facebook you didn't have you know high speed internet if you can even imagine that Um, and you had to call people or you had to write letters and and so the 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 instant feedback and, and conversations weren't there. But nevertheless, once you did have them, you learned so much for them, from, from them. And and I remember when Ben was, when when he was just a little over a year old, we took a trip to Kids in Toronto because we thought that, well, that was, they would have seen, you know, thousands of Bens in the world and they could help us. And in some ways they did, but what we learned, what we got most out of it was the other parents we interacted with there. Um, and that sort of started longer friendships. And so that went from if we had had sort of a a, a, a story of, of here's what you're going to go through, here are some of the things Then the day that Ben was born, that would have been hugely valuable. So the first, I guess, iteration of Soaring Families was um, I decided I was going to write a book. And I did. And it took me a long time to put it together and to self-publish it but it's basically a, a, a chronology and a story of what it was like to live through Ben's first five years of life and some of the ups and downs and all the things you you go through. And so it sort of started from there that we wanted to really help others because we knew if we had that, that would have helped us a lot. And then it has since evolved to, um, you know, what's probably the most impact we could have with people and as I as I said earlier, it's really understanding you can't do it on your own. And the biggest change and the biggest uh, positive impact you can have is figure out how do you build a team around you? How do you hire a caregiver? Um, and that's where Soaring Families focus is now, is really showing people how to do that so that it works for everybody.
2: Yeah, that's amazing. And it, it's funny, just a quick little note on, uh, I, um, like I noticed with your demeanor, you're so calm and patient. and and I think that's awesome. I tell people that's so important to be like that. And, and I and I like to believe that I have a level of patience because the things that happened in my life really forced me to understand what that really meant. But when people joke around with me and you mentioned high speed internet, I said that's by analogy. I tell people that I said, well, if you want to find out real fast how patient are people are, put them back to the dial up and wait. And I said, And I said, I give it 30 seconds. <laughs> you know, just wait for that web page to load alone. You'd be like, You know, so anyway, um, now on (laughs) this, because I think this is the natural segue to the last question I have based on what you were saying, is is tell us about this pilot program you have for families and uh, who want to, you know, better support a loved one that needs special care.
1: Sure. So uh, a few years ago, we put an online training course together. Um, It's called the Caregiver Support Formula, and it's basically step by step on how you find the person, how do you bring them into your home? How you set up your home and how you manage that relationship. So all the things we talked about earlier, it's all in an end-to-end uh, training program, online video like this, um, to show people really how to do it. Because there is a formula that we've learned to follow to do this repeatedly, and and it works. Um, and what what we found is that it's it's a big decision point for people to actually make that call to say, okay, I'm going to bring somebody in. That's a hard place for them to go um and so we sort of went down the route and and not only that but then once you do make that decision is how do you find the time to sort of teach yourself and go through it um some people have done that some people have you know purchased the training and gone through it and they've been really successful Uh, but what we saw that was missing was the interaction um, and sort of the on you know so the, the the learning you can do in a group setting so we've we've created this group coaching program which we finished the pilot a few weeks ago where we take people through the formula but it's in a it's in an online sort of interactive mode and we help them with the concepts we help them with their questions and people learn the feedback we've gotten from it is that the biggest, one of the biggest things they, they've learned from it is that they're part of now a community and they feel supported and they get the confidence because there's other people with them. So that's that's what we want to do moving forward is, you know, we the online training is great and that's the nuts and bolts of it. But the extra part where we can actually coach people and help people is the interaction that we're doing with this pilot program. And in fact, um, we're going to take it to the second version in the next level hope to launch it on June 1st and we'll be looking for families to sign up for that and you know help to transform how they see caregiving how they how they um, look at what it is to means to bring people into their home and why that's really important
2: yeah it's it it has to be tough I mean you feel alone yeah you don't. uh, yeah and then it's hard to reach for help because you know you're not sure how to go about doing it or if you should ask or whatever. And, um, I get it. And, um, but you know, when you, when you put this out, Mike, uh, let us know, we want to help promote it. Okay.
1: That'd be great. Uh, Yeah.
2: Yeah. Because what you're doing is incredible. It's absolutely beautiful. Um, and it's absolutely needed. And to me, I always tell people if, if somebody had a book on business and there's lots of them, obviously, but if book business could save you five years of grief of toiling and building your business and it costs $30, would it be the best $30 you ever spent? And they're going, yeah, well, it's the same thing with this because you're going, what if this could save you so much pain and suffering and and stress? And, you know, because everything, like you say, once you let realize that maybe you need to have somebody come in your home, well, that's your home. And and now you're going to bring somebody in. So like, you you know, all the things you've talked about is a hundred percent accurate. I mean, um, I can only think if I was in that position and knowing you now, I'd be going, you'd be the first person I'd be calling and saying, Hey dude, I need this. (laughs) You know, like that. Uh, So yes. Thank, thank you so much. uh, Mike, it's great to see you again. Uh, I'm looking forward to uh, seeing more stuff come out from you and how we can help. Let's keep up the line of communication and uh, any other final thoughts that you might want to share with us, Mike?
1: No, I just want to thank you and, and Laura for this opportunity to uh, to share what we're doing. Um, there's a lot of families that are hurting out there. They don't know that things like this exist. They don't know the community. There is a community to really support them. Um, you know, we, we've called sort of label-soaring families as kind of the hidden universe of family caregivers no one knows about. And right. it, we really want to build that community and that support uh, so that we can help each
0: other.
2: Well, that was well, thank you wonderful. so much. Uh, yeah.
0: And as James said, you have such a peaceful face. Like you just bring a lot of. <laughs> you thank really- you.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's not always like this, but yes, thank you.
0: <laughs> yeah, you really. I agree with everything you said because I, I just, it, it took me back to my childhood when my, I, I grew up with my grandma. With us, uh, well, Latin families are multi generational most times. And our house was set up for her, for her wheelchair, everything. Our living room didn't even have a coffee table because she would go, you know, roll her uh, wheelchair to the window. And that was normal for me. I grew up seeing that. And now you put it into such coherent words. And I thought, wow, so this is what we were doing. And I never realized. Yeah. yeah. That's such a wonderful thing. So thank you so much for, for speaking to us, for your knowledge. And um, I'm pretty sure the care and support community would love to to hear you. And hopefully you can come back another for another episode.
1: Sure. That would be great. I really appreciate it. Well, thank, thank you. you. Thank you.